0: Welcome to The One That Works For You, the podcast that celebrates the little things you can do as a business owner to find that oh-so-elusive trifecta, fulfillment, balance, and success. I'm Liv Steigrad, a brand strategist and copywriter and owner of The Branding Psychologist. My co-host, Martha, is an SEO copywriter, TEDx speaker, and founder of WordCandy. On this podcast, we talk to business owners in the messy middle as they work out what the balance looks like for them and how they get it done on the daily. Our biggest lesson, from money to mindset, building a lifestyle you love to chasing what makes you joyful, the very best system is the one that works for you. So Martha, why don't you give us a bit of an overview about your business and not only your business, but also the other things that kind of affect your business. So like family, hobbies, anything, give us a lay of the land. Sure.
1: My business is called Word Candy. I am a sole trader, so it's just me. I have had assistants, but man, have I fired a bunch of them. So <laughs> je- I just have no NOLA. Listeners, if you are a good VA, hit me up. But anyway, it's a solopreneur business. I work for myself. I write copy and content for lots of different organizations And mostly I'm sitting here in my guest room while I do that. And the other factors that affect my life, I have two children and a husband and ADHD. (laughs) So all of those things affect the way that my business operates. It's been running for, well, I started in 2019 and I've been doing it full time since the beginning of 2020. So
0: it's, yeah, it feels like it's kind of established. So what does a typical day look like in terms of how you organize your, your work and your kids and everything else?
1: I mean, okay, my husband gets up early and makes the breakfast, which is a really good situation for us because I'm a sleeper-inner. And so we kind of, this year I'm really trying uh, time blocking. I don't know, have you ever time blocked? When I interview yeah. you on a later date, I'll ask <laughs> about it. But so I've set up time blocking in my Google calendar. And so every day I have like, I'm going to do admin for 15 minutes and then I'm going to do personal writing for this amount of time and blah, blah, blah. And so the times that that works, I mean, so I guess theoretically. My day looks like I do a bit of admin because I do not outsource my admin anymore. I try to do some personal writing for about 30 minutes and then I get into like a focused work block for a couple hours and then around noon, according to time blocking, I look at my email, have a break for lunch and then do another focused block. Usually I have to stop like on days that I have to pick up my kids from the bus, I have to stop at three and I try to do that to wind down and transition out of working and into normal which is I don't know I find that difficult but then a couple days a week I have like a longer day so then yeah yeah, on Friday afternoons I have a really big block to work on my book
0: Oh, so it's
1: all it's all kind of set out and it doesn't always work like that but yeah that's the end of my sentence
0: Okay. Do you, do you usually start around nine? Like is your work day pretty much nine to three or do you start a bit earlier?
1: Eight, 8.30. 8.30 I usually try to start.
0: Okay. And so with that kind of time blocking that you just described, do you only work on two projects on any given day, like one in the morning and one in the afternoon and that's it?
1: No. So in the like in the admin time block, I have a bunch of jobs that are in my Asana thing that I'm like, when it's admin time, I can go to these admin jobs. But then when it's focused work time, it's like whatever I have decided to focus on that day, I'm going to do. So most things will, you know, take there will be two hours worth of work to work on it. And if I finish something in that two hours, then I can just like flip into some other kind of focused task. But I also yeah. well, like. I can also use the focus tasks for work on my own business if I want to. For example, I do have time set aside on Monday yeah. afternoons should do stuff for my own business. But if that doesn't happen because I have to go get my eyebrows done, for example, I can yeah, maybe do I mean, social media stuff during this focus work time. So as long as I'm focusing on something,
0: something.
1: It, then it's allowed.
0: So how is that different to just? kind of sitting down and being like okay I'm gonna work for the next two three hours because that's kind of, like that's no shade but that's kind of what it sounds like to me right now I know is it an actual I, difference or is it like a just like a, a mental trick that you do for yourself to help you so
1: for me with an ADHD brain I am very yeah. easily distracted so yeah. what tends to happen is I know I, ch- I will say check my email in the morning and then I'm like well I'm just going to do these things to get them out of the way because there's a lot of anxiety about if I don't do it now I'll forget yeah. so this that's you know I've I feel like it's kind of a system where like I try not to check my email until lunchtime if I do I can just make it like a task and then come back to it later. So, it, the focused work is more for me. And I don't even know if I'm doing it right. Like, I literally just Googled it a couple of weeks ago. But for me, it's like when I inevitably get distracted, I can go, What am I supposed to be doing right now? Yeah. And I'm supposed to be doing focused work. What am I working on? Because I've kind of, you know, at the beginning of the day or even the day before, I'll choose, like, Okay, on the, in this focused work period, I'm going to do this. And so it kind of stops me from going, oh, I'm just going to send this email. I'm just going to do this quick thing because that then turns into like 45 minutes of like just those quick things. And then so that's sort of one of the ways that executive dysfunction kind of crops up. But also there's a lot of for people with ADHD, there's a lot of like shame around productivity. So Mm -hmm. before I would get to the end of the day and I'd be like, I was doing stuff all day but it was none of the stuff that I am like meant to be doing. And I don't even remember what I did. And so (laughs) this way, you kind of don't know whether to feel ashamed of having not been productive or happy because you were productive because you like, You don't know what you did. But it's like, well, you still haven't done that thing. So it allows me to rein it in. And if I'm like, well, I'm supposed to be focused right now. So that means I'm definitely not doing admin. I'm definitely not on social media. I'm definitely not Googling whatever stupid thing I'm Googling. I'm just working on this thing. So, yeah, it's just like, a, I guess, a reminder. And then when you get lost, which you get lost a lot with ADHD, it kind of is like, oh, okay. Let's just find where we were and this is where
0: we were. Do you find it easy or difficult or what is it like for you kind of having that reminder but then having to stick to it? Like, does it take discipline to not do your emails and not do your social media and your focus work time or does having that structure in place make it easier? It's
1: actually a relief because another piece of executive function is Prioritizing, right? So yeah. if I'm doing client work or I'm in the middle of a hyperfocus week and I'm, you know, I have the times all mapped out, and an yeah. email comes in, like instead of going, "Oh, should I just do that?" It's like, "No, we're not doing that because you're doing." Yeah. That. So for me, yeah. it takes away some of the possibility for executive dysfunction.
0: Yeah, just, I guess like, it's kind of tells me what to do it's taking away the need to make a decision about where to put your attention at any given moment.
1: I used to be a teacher, right? And so you'd have, you know, you've got 20 minutes to do this thing and then you just do it. And so, but yeah, this kind of makes it just more structured. And I think I really need structure, but I really resist it. Um, Yeah,
0: That's relatable content.
1: (laughs) That's an ADHD trait, just saying. But it's, yeah, I really need it, but I really resist it. And this way it's like, I know I have this structure, but it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person if I don't follow it exactly, but I can like fall back on it if I, you know, if I get lost.
0: So, I mean, this sounds like a really useful and simple structure, simple to kind of set up, even if it's not always simple to stick to it, but you know, you've got two kids, two young kids, and you've got two dogs. One of them is a massive prima donna. So I'm sure that there are plenty of times when life stuff just happens and, you know, things come up that pull you away from your time blocking structure. So what are some things that you do to, um, allow for that variance in your routine? Like, Do you try and, you know, do you try and force yourself back into it or do you accept it? Do you work later? Like, how do you manage your stuff when life happens? First of all, I just have to let you know that Olive
1: is now taking anxiety medication. (laughs) (laughs) Lester, Olive is my greyhound and she's been taking anxiety medication for a few days and Sometimes it just really makes sense. Like all is all of (laughs) us. And this is just one of those times. The question was, how do I deal with all the variables? I don't know that I deal with them very well. Thing that I'm really trying to work on this year is like accepting the fact that, you know, you and I both have very high expectations on ourselves. Yeah, and, but I know <laughs> that if I continue to push 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 push, I will go into ADHD burnout again and that's not what we want. So what I'm trying to accept is like, yeah, you have to like put aside time to actually take care of your brain and your body and and all of that. So I'm trying to be less judgmental about that stuff. Yeah. But in reality, I do get quite overwhelmed when things crop up. I also have a very useful husband who, you know, is, you know, I'm not the one that has to do every single thing. So we, that very shared parenting situation. I mean, we would all have starved to death if it wasn't for David. But the, yeah, I just try to think about, you know, where can I move this thing that I was going to do? which is actually a lot easier now that I'm time blocking because I can go, oh, you know, I had to pick up one of the kids at school or something because they were sick and I missed the whole time blocking thing. So I can just try to move that. So I often will like work for a little bit on the weekend or sometimes I'll do a little bit at night. Yeah. But I yeah, I just sort of like shift things around and try to make it work without losing my shit. Do we swear on this podcast?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think we. Yeah. Are. yeah. thought so. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're realistic. <laughs> we're a realistic. Podcast. Okay. So you only started time blocking recently, did you say? What were you doing before yeah. that? And is time blocking better? Like what what else have you tried to manage your time and your attention um, and your everything before you came to time blocking?
1: I was flying by the seat of my pants. Uh I do I take medication for ADHD, so that helps. Before this Oh, I used to have a spreadsheet where I would kind of keep track of, like one of the things I find really difficult is knowing until when I am booked, Yeah, but I've changed the way that I work now. So I'm only working in hyper-focus weeks, which has helped me a lot because I was sort of having to go like, how many hours do I think this is going to take? And like, how many weeks or whatever? So it was sort of like trying to, uh, you know, not get overbooked. And so I did that for a little bit. Yeah. But now, yeah, the hyperfocus week model works really well for me because it's shorter and the clients are happier because it's shorter. Yeah. But yeah. This time blocking, I think, is really the first real, you know, thing that I really tried to implement and really stick to. Like, I've just put it in my calendar for the rest of my life, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and then, do, you do, do you do that at the beginning of every day or do you do that for a week in advance? I've just set it up like forever
1: oh, so you just said like well,
0: recurring yeah so the same okay yeah.
1: yeah because that's the problem is that like before I've tried oh I'm gonna try this thing for productivity and then like two weeks later I forget that I'm doing that so this yeah. way like I open my calendar and it's like okay this is what you have to do and you know you don't have yeah. to at the end of every week like sit down and do it again for the next week so it's yeah
0: yeah it's like flexible but I do try to yeah. to that. So I want to observe something and then that's going to lead to my next question. So okay. uh, a really big part of what this podcast is about is creating the environment in which you're most likely to succeed at the thing that you want to succeed. So I feel like for you and maybe for other people with ADHD, part of what works for you with this time blocking system is that you only have to go and create your recurring Google Calendar of things once. It's not something that you have to do Every week, whereas for me, I like to at the beginning of my week sit down and map it out because it's different and I enjoy kind of piecing together that puzzle according to what I've got on and what I, how I feel and what I need to do. Whereas, yeah, you've created that in the environment in which you are most likely to stick to your time blocking and therefore more, yeah. most likely to stick to the work that you want to do and the things that you want to achieve. Yeah. So. Can you think of any other ways that you've shaped your environment to make it more conducive to a high energy ADHD businesswoman with a family and prima pets? Well, one
1: thing, one thing that I sort of have been thinking about but haven't necessarily implemented yet is, I have thought about say you're looking at like a month booking like three weeks and then having a week for overflow Mm -hmm. like but with the hyper focus week style I don't know that I would I don't really need to do that because it all just gets done and Um, wraps up in a week yeah and but I do have like a few retainer clients so just having that extra wiggle room because there are times when just I mean just like anybody else but especially for somebody with ADHD like it's just not a work day today like we just cannot do this today and Mm -hmm. The best thing to do at that time is to be able to go. It's not a work day today. And that doesn't mean that I am like the world's worst person. It's just good just need to do something else. But ever since I started time walking three weeks ago,
0: I have. (laughs) You're a changed woman.
1: It has been amazing. Like I just because it actually feels like an accomplishment, even just get it doing the thing in the block. So yeah. I was always finishing things on time and delivering things on time. But yeah. within myself, I feel less frantic. Yeah. So I don't I don't think the experience that my clients are having has changed much because it was always good from their perspective. But from my own perspective, I feel more calm. And yeah, feeling calm is. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't really answer your question, but
0: time blocking is. <laughs>
1: the thing right now i'm super into
0: it yeah i I feel like i i kind of want to ask you more about the feeling calm thing because i feel like general well-being and peace of mind and quality of life those are the reasons why we run our own businesses right because we want to have the space to create a life that works for us that's beyond the nine to five in an office I feel more in control.
1: I feel more of a sense of accomplishment, which makes me feel less spring to Sense of
0: kind. Yeah. Obviously, there are lots of challenges that come with running your own business and relying completely on yourself, uh, you know your income. But tell me about or tell our listeners about why is it better for you to be running your business than to have a salary somewhere? Like what does running your business allow you to do? so that you overall feel more calm and have a better quality of life if that's the case do you do you feel more calm and have a better quality of life have mm-hmm. a better quality of life and yeah i do feel more calm
1: i before okay. i ran word candy as i said there was a teacher and my school was
0: 70 kilometers away so that was a really reference big- everyone martha lives in rural western australia in a town called denmark
1: Denmark, Western Australia, yeah, a lot of people don't even know it exists. So yeah. I was driving 70 kilometers, 150 kilometer round trip to get to work. And my husband has a weird job, community paramedic. So he's not just constantly saving lives. And so our schedule was all over the place and it felt very hard. And running my own business feels hard for different reasons. But... It feels really good also for lots of reasons, like school started recently and I was just like, thank Beyonce. I am not going back to school. (laughs) Like it's just every year. I'm just so happy about that, but I can express myself. I can express my opinions. I get to do something that I really enjoy. I've always loved writing. And so the idea that people pay me to write for them is really exciting for me. I'm very happy that I run my business, but of course there are times that I'm not calm. If things get overwhelming, or you know, if somebody gets sick, but again, that's just sort of that, you know, who who can I look to for support in this moment? Yeah, usually it's David, and he's really great, and you know, recognizes that this business is obviously helpful to the whole family and very supportive Mm -hmm. and blah blah blah. So that that's good, but I don't know. Like, I don't feel calm as a person. Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so. Sounds like you really like your time blocking day, but is there like a better version? Like in an ideal, ideal, ideal universe, what does your day or week or month, whether it's three weeks on, one week off, whatever, what does that look like? And what what's stopping you from doing that, if anything? My children are
1: starting. (laughs) So my husband has been on leave. For the past month, which is great because I go and work at my co-working buddy's house and I don't feel the pressure of got to get home, got to pick up the kids, have to make food, all of that stuff. So all of the regular things that you have to do when you're a grown up who, ha- who has children get in the way. Because when I, I can get quite focused and I find it very difficult to, you know, pull away from that and go and do you know, other things like I don't like my kids, but like parenting has, you know, things that are like not that fun. So it's those kinds of things that I'm like, mm, but I can't really like, I mean, I want to keep my kids. So there's no, <laughs> <quietness>. <laughs> there's no option here. So yeah, I do, I do like having the opportunity to work a couple of longer days. So Monday I work yeah. till five and Friday I work later and I, that really works for me. I would like to be able to work a little bit later because that just kind of gives me some wiggle room in the day if I want to like go for a swim or go to a Pilates class or, or whatever. Because otherwise yeah. I kind of just have to work that around outside working times. But yeah, yeah I like being able to be in control of my schedule and, and just having a little bit more time, which I'm sure everybody wants to do like those extra yeah. things would be very useful.
0: Yeah. OK, cool. And final question yes the last thing i want the last thing that i want to know from you okay is what is your tweak of the week what's one thing that you want to try and make a little bit better this week and it can be drinking more water i feel like that's everybody's goal all the time anything business related anything life related what's one thing that you want to tweak this week just to optimize a little bit more
1: well my tweak of the week will- Uh, (laughs) I drank quite a lot of water. I feel a lot of pressure with that. It doesn't have to be water related. I, well, what I'm, okay, so what I'm trying to implement, because as school sort of just went back this week, is like switching off and having buffers in between finishing work and then getting onto something else. So I think, you know, when I had that really long commute, it was a drag, but it was a Real switch from not like, this is at work and now I'm at home. So yeah. I'm I'm really wanting to stick to my, we're going to stop at three and maybe like have a cup of tea or like do a bit of exercise or something to have the buffer in there so that when I turn up to the bus stop, I'm not like still thinking about the delicious puns I was writing before. Yes, so I that do. is my tweak of the week. Buffers, buffers for the win.
0: Okay, cool. Do you have any ideas about how you're going to implement those buffers? Or is it just... Well, it's just time blocking. Time. Time. <laughs> <laughs> but like
1: the way that it works for me is that I feel more successful over the day. And then when it's yes. time to switch to something else, I feel that I can do that because I've done a good job. Yes. And I think we yeah. all feel a lot of pressure to do a good job. But... Yeah, with those really high expectations, it's like, you know, we always expect we're going to do 50,000 more things than are actually realistic. So, <laughs> this way I just have more of an idea of what feels realistic. And, yeah, and that makes yeah. me feel better.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Okay, well, thank you for sharing and giving everyone a peek into your week. A peek um, into
1: my tweak of the week. A
0: peek. <laughs> <laughs> I call me Dr. Seuss because (laughs) the way I'm rhyming is outrageous. Okay. Was there anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap up? There was nothing else that I wanted to add before we wrap up. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, then for any listeners that want to check out Word Candy, where can they find you?
1: WordCandy is online at wordcandy.com.au, and I'm also on LinkedIn and Instagram at wordcandy.coms. Where can
0: people find you? They can find me at thebrandingpsychologist.com or on LinkedIn, and we will drop all of these links and names and tags and handles and everything into the show notes for anyone who does want to look us up. The One That
1: Works For You is hosted by Liv Stigrad and me, Martha barnard Ray. If you like the podcast, drop us a rating, send it to your friends, and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you didn't, it might be time to take a good long look at yourself.